Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. Glad you're here. Hey, if it's your first time ever coming to, the, to uh, here, we're really glad you're here. Uh, we do this just about every Sunday. We take one Sunday a month where we take a break and we worship together next door with everybody. Uh, but this is uh, one where we're here. We're going through the fruit of the Spirit. I've got some things I want to help uh, that'll help you today. Uh, just take some notes. Uh, I'm going to pass these. You grab a pen and you grab one of these papers. Uh, you just keep working those back to the people. The table's back there as well. Uh, same thing on this side. We'll start here. You guys are in the front row, so you get first pick. Uh, you can pick, first pick a pen and paper, uh, but this is uh, just something we're using to track along uh, do, during this. And just know, if you miss a Sunday or you miss a Wednesday, it's okay. Uh, what we're doing right now uh, is we are recording every single week. Uh, so if you have a, an iPhone or an Android, some phone, you probably miss, some of you may listen to podcasts. I don't know if you know or not. You can find them on there. Even if you don't have that on your phone, if you have Spotify, if you search Galilee Student Ministry, uh, you can the messages that we do and actually they have the notes on there as well uh, we're tagging those in there where you can look through those because it kind of helps when we have the notes uh, with us uh, so man if you miss uh, we understand sometimes you gotta work sometimes uh, you can't be here sometimes you're traveling so man uh, we'd love for you to pop on there and, and be and be able to in and listen to uh, God's word and be challenged by it and just uh, see where we're at so here's the thing if you go ahead to that next slide we've been walking through this list here and we are coming to a very, very difficult one. Love, uh, that's a tough one, right? Sometimes it's tough to have joy and peace, and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like some of those, for if we were going around the room, uh, we could say, uh, hey, which one of these is the toughest for you to produce that fruit? Like which one of them do you need a little more uh, uh, of that in your life? And we could go for some of you, you'd be like, which ones are you really, really good at? And you'd probably, it'd be, it'd be all over the room, like we'd answer and, and would be all these different things. Uh, but today we are, if you want to circle patience on there, uh, down in the very corner, we are in patience, all right? And a good biblical definition of the word, like we're not going to go to Webster because we're actually, uh, we are going to the Bible for what we are trying to learn about patience today. Here's a really good definition of patience. It's waiting. All right, you can go back to that last one. We are, we are sticking on that one. But yeah, patience is the one we are at. That is what we're talking about here today, is waiting. Anybody here like to sit and just wait? We, we, we're going to talk about this here in a minute. Um, he, here's the thing. I w- just want you to know that waiting has gotten a lot easier. Okay? When I was your age, you know what we did not have when we were waiting? Didn't have one of these bad boys. Okay, now when I'm waiting, it's not that bad. I can class, you know, I've got a, a match on Clash Royal. I got to jump on here and I got to do that. I got to update my fantasy football team. I just hop on here and do that. I want to see what's happening on Instagram and what you guys are doing. Your pretty smiles, your, your handsome looks. I, 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 can get, I can get on here and I can look. Like, you don't have to be bored anymore because this is in your, like, if you have one of these, like, we really, like, it still gets boring, even though we have this computer in our pocket called the phone. Like, it, it's still like, still gets boring, and we still, even though we're waiting, it gets difficult. And I want to talk real quick, and you, you have these on your paper. I want to talk real quick about this next thing, about that there is so much working against us when it comes to patience. And I don't know if you realize this or not, but there's just a lot of things that are working against us. Like last week, 
about peace and what would work against peace. Like, anybody remember what wanted to pull against peace? Anybody remember? What was pulling against it, Alexis? Yeah, anxiety and worry is like, hey, I'd love for you to have all that peace out of your life. Um, and, and worry does that. It loves to sneak away uh, and chip away at our peace. So this week, uh, we, we're just going to talk about this. There's so much working against us. And the very first thing is this. I believe this, that we're born impatient. I believe that we are born impatient. I don't know if you believe that or not, but here's what I know. I've had, you know, I've had a couple of babies in my home, and here's the thing. I don't know if you know this or not. Maybe you've had a baby in your house. They cry. Right? They cry. Here's why they cry. Babies cry because they want food now. They don't want food when you, when you say, you, you know, they get fed. Babies cry because they are impatient and they want food now. They cry because they want their diaper changed now. They're tired of sitting uh, in the mess, right? They want to be held now. They aren't comfortable now. Uh, they are, are awake and they want you to be awake now. Like, it, it's just the way it works. Like, we're born like this really, really impatient. Uh, I have two, and they're not in here today. They're in the nursery. But Isaac and Michael right now, they're, they're learning patience, right? The two little 11-year-old guys. And they are still learning what that is. Like every night after dinner, like the thing right now, sometimes it's basketball, but for some reason, I guess it's because of the season, it's football. And every night after dinner, they're like, Dad, are you gonna, will you come out and throw the football? And they like to play this like two-on-two football game in our yard, which is really hard to play two-on-two football because you, you run a lot. And I'm like, dude, little dudes, I'm just eight. I just killed a bunch of food. And you want me, grown old man, to come out there and run? Uh, and I do go out there and run, but I'm like, hey, would you be patient? Let me wash the dishes. I'm, I'm the guy who cleans up after dinner. Would you just chill? Would you be patient? And they just don't have that in them yet. They're learning. They're getting better and better and better. I'll be out. Daddy, tell me what time, when are you, what time are you going to be out? And I'm like, do I really have to give you a time? I'll be out when I can get out, and I'll get out there. But I think we are born impatient, and that's why patience is a tough thing, because we are kind of, as a little child, as a little baby, we get it now. Our diaper changed now. Food now. All these things. People take care of us now. And it just continues to go on. And we have to learn this patient thing. Another thing, another thing that's working against us when it comes to impatience is this, is we live in an impatient society, man. Have you noticed that? We live in a society that's just totally impatient. Waiting is not an option in our culture. Right? It's just not. Waiting is not an option. We've talked about this. Uh, I want you to write this next to that we live in an impatient society. I want you to write in larger letters. I want you to write uh, N-O-W. Now. Because that's the kind of culture we live in, right? It's the kind of culture we live in. Nowadays, if the internet is slow, I'm like, I do not want to see that little thing. I don't want to see the page loading slowly. I want the page to load now. Back in the day when I was your age, when I was a high school student, I would have to, to get on the internet, I would have to go into the kitchen and we had this long phone cord. And I would take this phone cord and I would take it, it was on this little like uh, rolly thing and you'd roll it and I'd take it over to the computer and I'd plug it into the computer. And then there was this long, like you need to search this week on YouTube, dial up internet, what it sounded like. It made this weird screeching noise, just crazy, like what is happening? Is there a demon in my computer? It sounds scary. 
and then I have to wait for it to load up, and computers were crazy slow, and, and that's how it used to be, and I, I should be really happy that it takes the page to load up just another second, but man, I, I want it now. I want it now. If we would realize, you know, that the internet, many times, let's say uh, the, the web page, you're looking at something in California, like it comes all the way from across the country, sometimes to a satellite, then onto your screen that fast. But man, we want it now. We, we just don't know. Cell phones, same thing. We cannot wait to get home. Uh, you, you know, we, 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 we have to make sure, um, like, we don't have to wait for people to get home anymore. Like, that's what you'd have to do with my friends. Uh, like, technology has changed the waiting game so often. If I wanted to get a somebody, I had to wait till they got home from school, or they got home from church, or they got home from work, or whatever, to get a hold of them. Now, I can get a hold of anybody, anytime, and I can get a hold of them now. We can contact people any place, anytime. There's no waiting anymore, right? And, and 3G is not going to do for us anymore. We've got to have 4G. No, we can't even have 4G. We've got to have 5G LTE, like that's what we have. Um, to, so, so we can do work, so we can check the score, so we can do whatever. We watch things live happening in our phone now because we hate waiting. We live in an impatient society. Every new Starbucks that has a, uh, not ones that are in the, like in Kroger or in, in a supermarket, but every Starbucks now has a drive through do you realize what coffee shops are supposed to be? If you've ever been in one, they're, they're, like, you'll see people inside doing what you're supposed to do at a coffee shop. They're chilling, right? Enjoying their coffee. They'll be doing a little work. They're, they're set down, and they're just, that's what a coffee shop is supposed to be. It's supposed to be this gathering place, right? But now it's like, no, it's now. I don't have time to set and gather. I've got to get in my car and get my latte. Uh, and I get my frap, and I've got to roll out. I, I, I do not have time for this. don't have time for uh, to chill and wait. I don't have time to experience the culture and ambiance of the coffee shop. I don't have time for conversations. We cannot wait. A couple years ago in the newspaper, uh, th this article made, and it caught my eye. There's this guy who, who um, he said this. He is trying for, at their church, a 22-minute church. 22 minutes. Now, don't happen because we're already like 35 minutes. Like, dude, you're 15 minutes over. But they're trying this. They believe that people can't wait. They can't center teaching. They can't, like, worship's too long. Everything's too long. We're going to get you in 22 minutes. For some reason, he did some research and said that 22 minutes is the right time. And it's just crazy that he, he would, would think that, like, because we live in this impatient society. And, and the sad part is this. Have you ever noticed that... Um, We think impatience looks better on us than patience. We see people who are impatient, they're rushing around it. But we think, man, that person must be important. Look how fast they're moving, look how much they're doing. Uh, we kind of put impatience on this pedestal. Oh, man, look, it went directly to the manager. They didn't wait. You know, they're moving at this space, and we've kind of made uh, impatience like this. We, we've kind of put it on this pedestal, and really what impatience is, is kind of what we started with, it's childish, really. But our culture said, no, impatience is a good thing. You should get what you want, and you should get it now. 
We tend to equate busyness with success, and we live in this now culture. We hate waiting. We just hate, hate waiting. Last week, we uh, came back to church about 1.30 and played basketball, and uh, I went with my family to uh, supposedly called a fast food restaurant. Um, it's supposed to be, right? Uh, we rolled up to Wendy's, and um, the line was not too long, but the line took forever. And I'm like, man, i got to get back by 1.30. i got to make sure people can get in. Uh, we're going to play basketball, and I'm just watching the clock after worship here. I'm sitting there watching, and I'm waiting. I'm like, dude, this is supposed to be fast food. I've got to get back. I've got to, you know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Uh, then when I get out, uh, to my car after you know trying to eat as fast as I could so I could get here. I tried to pull my car out, and, and around the drive-through is this line of cars, and my car is here. So I can't get out of the parking lot because there's this line of cars, and I sit there for five minutes. I watch my watch. That's how angry I was getting because I was getting impatient like a child. This line in the drive-through did not move for five minutes, literally. Finally, somebody up near the speaker got sick of it, and they pulled out, and I was able to sneak out through the little hole and get here, and I'm, the whole time I'm impatient. I'm driving faster than the speed limit to get back here, and man, it just I, we live in this impatient society, and it just rails on me so much. It's like this sermon is so much for me this morning. Like it, 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 It's so, so important for us to lean into this today. Because it even sneaks into our spiritual lives. You ever been praying and you're like, God, hurry up. I've been praying for this for a couple weeks now. What, what are you doing up there? Would you hurry things up, God? I've got to get this done. I need you to answer this prayer. And it, it just does that. See, the hard part is this. Life is filled with waiting. The last thing that you have here, the, the, go ahead to that next slide, is simply this. Here's the thing. So much is working against patience. Here's why. Because so much life is waiting. It's waiting. I mean, you guys have been a part of this. Remember when you were a little kid? You're waiting like you saw the other brothers and sisters or the kids in the neighborhood. You're waiting till you're old enough to have your own bicycle. You're still on like the big wheel. And you're like, dude, I want the, two, the, the thing with two wheels to be like the big kids. And you wait. Then you, they, they put the training wheels on, and you kind of wait till your parents think you're good enough to bike with the training wheels, and you, it's another waiting game. Like, we know the waiting game. Uh, and then you're waiting after that, like after the training wheels are off, you're waiting till your parents are like, yes, go a little further than just our street, and, and the mommy and daddy don't have to be with you. You can actually have some freedom and, and, and ride around the neighborhood, and you're just waiting for the freedom to do that because you've been waiting this whole life. Like, we understand waiting. For some of you right now, you're waiting until you turn 16 so you can put the keys in the ignition and roll off and have some freedom of your own. For some of you, you're waiting for a diploma so you can get on to the next point of your life and get on and get over with high school. And some of you are waiting to hear back from the college, and you're waiting. It's waiting the hard part and the thing about patience is this. Life is filled with waiting. Then once you get out of college, you're, you're, you got the job and you're waiting for the promotion. Like, it's this year, they're going to move me up, I'm going to be assistant manager. And you're just waiting, waiting, waiting for your, for your hole. You're waiting for your time. You guys know about waiting. You've been on a sports team and you're waiting for it's your turn to get position. You're waiting uh, to have, be the first chair. You're waiting to be the section leader. You're waiting and you're waiting and waiting. 
Then when you become a young couple, you're, trying to, you're waiting to have enough money to buy a house. It's just one of these things. Patience is tough because life is filled with waiting. And impatience is nothing new. Even in Scripture, there's this guy named Esau. Genesis chapter 20. It says he was a hunter. And he was out hunting one day. And he was just so stinking hungry that he did not want to wait to make his own food. So he goes to his brother and he's like, hey, I am so hungry. Uh, he has to go. Jacob just says, hey, I, you know. And Jacob kind of chooses his impatience against him and says, hey, you've got to give me your birthright. Like, you have to give me your inheritance. And, and, and Esau can't wait. He is hungry. He needs his food now. And he says, deal. Give him some stew and that brings on a lot of problems later on in these brothers' lives. Impatience, when we give in to it, always is going to bring on trouble. The New Testament, Luke chapter 15, there's another, there's a younger son. It's the story of the prodigal son. and he's, He cannot wait to be free either from his parents, from his dad. And he's like, Dad, I'm out of here. I'd like my inheritance now. I'm not, I don't want to wait until you die. Let me have the cash now. He takes the money, his impatience runs wild, and it doesn't go well for him. The Bible's chock full of stories where there's no patience, and impatience leads to really, really bad news. So here comes my favorite part of the message, and it's just simply this. It's where we can get some help. What do I do? What do I do when it comes to impatience. What can I do about it? Because this is something all through my life I am still trying to get better and better at. This is a fruit of the Spirit that I am trying to grow personally in my life more and more and more. Here is what I'm learning about patience. And I want to I share it with you today. What I'm learning about patience is this. Is Number one is this. You have to ask God for it. Because here's what I know about myself. I will never be patient in all circumstances without giving it over to God. We just won't. Like, I'm never going to be patient unless I'm connected to the vine that we've been talking about every single Sunday in here. Like, we're not going to have the fruit grow unless we're connected to the vine. We've been talking about this scripture in John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verses 5, uh, and it's on your paper, and I'd love for you to fill this in. Uh, we got a big branch and vine on your notes there. Uh, and here's what it says. It says, I'm the vine, Jesus talking, here are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. You can put it in there, patience for today. If we remain in God, like there's going to be more patience if we just ask God for it. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Like that's the part I need to remember. Brian, you're not going to have much, apart from me, Brian, you're not going to, you're not going to have much patience. But, but with me, connected to me, you are going to have a lot of, a lot more patience. You see, we've got to give it to God. We've taught it, got to talk it over with Jesus. We have to Holy Spirit, will you help me? And I don't know what it is for you. I, I, I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's your parents or your step-parents, and every time they sit down to talk with the, you, you just want to fly off the handle because you're impatient. 
They just talk slow. They always talk to you about the same thing. They've always got the same rap. They've always got the same thing. Like you feel like that's against you and you're just like, man, here it comes. And, and you don't have patience well when your parents, your step-parents try to set you down and do that. Maybe this is something you need to turn over to God. Maybe it's a relationship and you get impatient waiting for them to do this or that. Maybe it's simply uh, some freedom you're, you're wanting to have in your life. Maybe it's waiting in line. Lord, help me wait here. Uh, maybe it's something you prayed for a long time. Here's a prayer. It's in the gray box on your notes. And I, I want you to write this prayer down. If you have patience problems with parents or waiting or whatever it may be, here's what I want to ask you to pray. Pray this. Lord, give me the patience to wait on your time. It's a really simple prayer. If you were struggling with patience in your life, I want to challenge you to begin to pray this prayer. God, would you give me the patience? Give me the patience to wait for your timing. Lord, give me the patience. This is how we connect to the vine. But we've been talking about it every week. It's just how we do it. Second thing, uh, more margin, the more margin, the more patience I have. The more margin, and I'll explain what this means, the more margin, the more patience I have. Here's what I'm learning is this. Uh, the, one of the reasons that I'm many times impatient in life is I leave no margin in my life. Uh, you know, like I made the, the, the notes this, today. If you look at the, uh, this notebook piece of paper, uh, you notice the little part to the far left that has the little red line? That is the margin. All books have this margin around them where you can write kind of in the margin and things like that. That is the margin. It's the space before everything starts. You know, there's nothing on the page there. And here's the thing. Many of you have no margin in your life. There, there's no space. You go from school to practice. You go from practice to studying. You go from studying to this. You go from work to this. You go from uh, this key club to, uh, to band practice. You go from band practice to dance. You go from this to this, and you just have no margin in your life. And here's what I find. When I fly from one thing to another thing to another thing to another thing, and then when I get home with my, my family, when there's no margin in my life, I'm not a very patient dad. I'm not a very patient husband. I want you to write in that margin, in the margin on that page, on your page, I want you to write in large letters, I need margin. I need some space. I need some time. For some of us, we say yes to everything. I'm one of those people. I hate to tell people no. I hate to say I can't make it. I feel like I'm letting people down. So what do I do? I book myself up. I, I cover my things up. And maybe for you right now, you don't have this in your life. Like you have some chill time. You don't have thing after thing. But I'm telling you, as life gets more and more busy, and you join more and more teams, and you're more involved in things, and as you someday, you, as you have a family and things like this, I'm telling you, it wants to take the margin away from you. Do not say yes to everything. There's some times you need to say no. We even need to say, we talk about these a lot because they're in our lives a lot. There's some times you need some margin away from this as well, your cell phone. 
For some of you, you need to go in your settings and, and you need to do some things with notifications. Like right now, I just hit my phone. I've got four notifications right here since I have started this morning for worship. I cleared them all out. I've got four notifications. For some of you, you just need some margin away from technology, right? You need to take some time off and you need to go to your notifications and change some of those. Like you don't need to know every time. For some of you, you need to take a break maybe from Snapchat. But you don't need that to pop up every five seconds when somebody takes a picture of their face or what they're eating or what they're doing. Like you need to create some margin in your life. You need to create some margin when it comes to technology. Even God had margin. If you remember back when he created the earth, like six days, boom, he's working, he's working, he's going down the lines on the paper, then he hits the margin on the side and takes an entire day. God says you need some margin. He, he sets the example for us, and you need a Sabbath. You need a slowdown. You need a time where you can get away, because here's what happens. When there's no margin, when it's one thing after another, I am a very, very impatient person. I'm sure probably for many of you, you find yourself in the same place because there's no margin in your life. Shut off the phone. Give social networking a break. Clear out some time where you have nothing to do but rest and be with God. Last thing today. Third thing on your list is perspective leads to patience. Perspective leads to patience. What I mean by that is uh, when you really look at what's coming, when you really realize what the person in front of you or, or whoever it is in your life that you're impatient with, when you really see and put yourself in their shoes, when you really see it in a different light, it changes things. Have you ever thought about this perspective? Have you ever thought about and realized how patient God's been with you? Man, God has been so patient. I mean, I do all the boneheaded things, all the boneheaded stuff I do, you know, all the times I've turned my back on him, and he's patient with me. All the times I go against his word directly, and he's patient with me. All the times I use the excuse, I didn't know. Man, God has been so patient with me. It took me so long to figure out some things spiritually in life. It took me years to stop many sins. There's still ones that still love to have me, but it's still sin that would love for me to fall into it. But he's been so patient with me, man. He's been so patient. He's been so patient with you. One of God's attributes, one of the things that God is, is he's patient. So what would happen if we would be like God and we'd be patient with the people in our lives? We try to stay connected to the vine and extend patience because God has extended patience to us. It's this thing that really amplifies him. When we're patient, people understand it. Like perspective. Like when you get behind 75-year-old grandma driving the 1981 mobile, you know, Regal. What if instead of me getting ticked off and be like, you've got to be kidding me, grandma. What in the, I've got to get there. You're driving four miles an hour. What are you? <laughs> Just some, some of the thoughts in my head. I won't tell you all of them. Um, but what if we just realized, you know what? We're trying our best. 
She's 75. She doesn't have the reaction skills she had when she was 25. And if I'd realized, you know, that she's got no one to run to the grocery for her, and she's got to go herself. Her family doesn't live near. What if we would just have this perspective of people? Man, if I would realize that that is someone's grandma, and I wouldn't want anyone to treat my grandmother like that, if I'd realize that she's doing her best, the perspective and my patience would change. Like, Brian just chill. She's doing the best she can. She's doing the best she can. What if we had some perspective, like we talked about earlier, like when the internet is slow, that it's bouncing from a computer to a computer lab upon miles and miles and miles of cable, and then it runs all the way down your stinking street, and then all the way through all the little cables in your house, like that's how fast it's going. What if we were just to have some perspective on, you know what, it's making it all the way into the house and on screen uh, to watch Netflix, like maybe I just need to chill a little bit and understand that, okay, it's not as fast today. You're going to be okay if you don't get to watch the next episode or whatever show you want to watch. Like if I have some perspective, it would really help me. Like what about when we have our cell phones out, no service, and we're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I am this, this place in the middle of nowhere. I've got no service. You know what? You should have some perspective and just be like, dude, at least I have a cell phone. A lot of the world does not even have that. Man, we need to ask for patience from God. We need to create some margin. We need to get the right perspective. Last thing I want to share with you is this little picture in the bottom corner. It's uh, some bamboo. In the corner of your paper, there's some, uh, just clipped it, and there's some green bamboo uh, down there in the corner. And here's uh, what I want to tell you. There is one version. There's a certain type of bamboo. All right? And if you don't know anything about bamboo, bamboo it, is, it grows very, very quickly, and it spreads very, very quickly. It will take over a yard. It will take over and first. It's just one of those things that grow really, really quickly. We don't have a ton of bamboo here in the United States, but there is a lot of it. You'll see it driving around. Sometimes you'll see it in some backyard or something. But I want to tell you about this one about here today, and we'll, we'll, we'll call it a day. So um, this tree, when, when planted, I think I have a few uh, things that I think they have is the first year. Uh, here's how much it grows in the first year, this one kind of bamboo. It grows less than an inch the first year. Less than an inch. You put the less than sign on one inch. Second year. The tree is being watered. The tree is being fertilized. The bamboo is being cared for. Every year, less than an inch grows until you get up to the fifth year. So you can just fill those in. Second, third year, fourth It takes four years of tending and seeing nothing tangibly grow. Can you imagine tending to this plant that is like barely growing an inch every single 365 days. But then comes year five. Year five will, will blow you away, but you've got to be patient, right, to get to year five. 365 times four, that's a lot of days. That's a lot of watering. That's a lot of getting all the weeds out of there. That's a lot of this and that. But year five, here's what goes on in a certain type of sprouts and it grows and this year year five here's what I need you to write I need you to write 80 
year five. Bam! Boom! It, it like takes off, grows. It's crazy. And I just wonder some things that God is growing in you right now. Like years upon years, what is He growing in you when it comes to patience? So in some time in your life, that patience is really going to grow and it's going to take off. Because here's the thing, our world needs patience. Our world just needs to be able to, we need, there's so many people that, in our world that just need to hear this. Would you just chill? Would you chill, bro? Would you just calm down? It's going to be okay. There's so many people in our lives that just need us to be this patient in their life, to be this person full of patience. You have a person in your life where every time they're around, they just exude patience. And they bring your level of impatience down a little bit. It's so nice to be around those people. And those are the kind of people we're supposed to be. It's through living through the Holy Spirit that patience will come into our schools. It's your school. The people that walk in halls need a little more patience in their life. We are called to bring the patience in our lives. home need a little more patience? Do your parents need a little more patience? Do you need a little more patience? We are the people connected to the Holy Spirit that's supposed to bring that out. We are supposed to be agents of patience. Does your team, does your band, does your friend group, they need can grow. Last line here today. Uh, last slide I have for you is simply this. Patience will grow when I'm connected to the vine. When you get in the stinking car today and your parents ask you the, the one question, they ask you every Sunday probably, what did you learn about today? This is the payoff line. If you didn't listen to anything else I said for the last 20 minutes, here you go. Patience will grow when you're connected to the vine. If you are an impatient jerk, if you are an impatient person, if you are rolling and screaming and nothing's ever fast enough for you, you need to be connected to the vine because the Holy Spirit wants to grow patience in you. Sometimes it's slow, like an inch a year, and sometimes when we stay connected, it grows at an enormous rate. And I want, I want more than anything. For patience to grow in you because man we need it our culture needs us to be people of patience they need it so much i'm going to pray uh, then uh, gus is going to come forward lead us through communion time if you forgot to get your communion cup today uh, after i pray if you need to grab that they're back there on the bar i know after sometimes too we'll be patient with you and uh, we'll let you get that uh, would you pray with me God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for modeling patience. You just model patience so well. You've been so patient with me. I can't imagine how many times in heaven you see me do the same thing over and over and over again. You see me think the same things over and over and over again. And yet you're patient. God, thank you for that. God, would you make us more like you? Would we stay connected to you so that we, that you would grow patience in our lives? Because this world needs it. And I pray you'd help us be it. God, we pray this in Jesus' name.